Welcome to Train Station's podcast on Brain Strong. Our topic for today is Use Your Brain, Choose Your Narrative. When people tell me a story about someone or something, I know that this person is only telling me a story from their perspective. Narratives can be one-sided. That's why I love debates. I love hearing both sides. I love going to the source. So if someone tells me something about somebody, I'd rather have that other person in front of me so that I could hear all sides of the story. I'm careful with the narratives I listen to that affect my perception, especially if it will affect my perception of someone else. I always believe that the other person always has a side and their truth is also valid. When I hear stories, I know that a person is only telling me a story based on their awareness, based on their resource, based on what they were able to get, based on a half-truth or partial information they have based on their source. And their source may not also have the complete information. That's why we have to be careful about what we listen to. I love stories. I ask people about their stories all the time. Their stories tell me how they think and how they process information. I have to be careful though with how I let their stories affect me, my perspectives, my perception of things. And if the story is going to make me feel more stressed or unresourceful, then I have to be mindful of the things that I let in and filter in into my awareness. Right now, with the pandemic, various political points of view, Republicans versus Democrats, various political points of view, it can be overwhelming. It can be so daunting even to just listen to all of these things. The influx of narratives affect us day after day. It affects even our sanity. We are overwhelmed by stories and we don't know what is true. We don't know what to believe in. We have to be aware of the narratives we allow to affect us. We need to filter information because some of these narratives can be detrimental to our health and relationships. I don't know, you've probably had a fight with friends because of differing political points of view. You've probably unfriended people on social media just because you don't like what they're saying. Whenever we hear something, our brains get affected. Our perceptions may be affected by that information given our biases. Now, have you hated someone, really hated somebody, and when you saw their post on social media or when you heard them say something, you just didn't like it because you were biased against them. You didn't like them. Even when you hear other people say good things about them, you don't believe it or you disregard it because you don't like these people and if you've liked someone if you like a friend whatever they post on social media you just like you buy into their ideas because you're biased towards them and even if there are people who don't like them and would say nasty things about them you just don't buy into it you don't approve you don't agree because you like these people 
I've had a conversation with my best friend wherein she told me that she's heard a lot of things being said about me, but she would always tell these people, well, I don't really care what you think about her because she's my best friend. And I think that's where the loyalty lies when you know of people that you're biased towards, then whatever it is that you hear about them, you have this sort of compassion towards them, kindness towards them, because you know them. There's that loyalty because you know them. Unlike people you don't like, there's no loyalty there. So whatever it is that you hear, if that thing that you hear is against that person, it is easier for you to accept it because there's no loyalty. You don't know the entire story. You have no compassion for these people. Now, have you changed your mind about someone? You probably hated somebody and then eventually you liked them. You ended up liking them because you got to know them better. Your expanded awareness towards them allowed for a deeper understanding of who they are. You started to get to know the human being behind all those impressions that you had. You started to understand where they're coming from. Now, if you've also liked someone and you changed their minds about them, you eventually you started hating them, it's because your awareness also started to expand. You started to see the things that you don't like about this person and you start now to consider their faults and their flaws. Our biases affect our understanding of a narrative. It affects how we see people, how we see things and information. Because our brains are easily tricked and deceived, we have to be aware of these biases that make us jump to conclusions. Now, we can call these biases as deep-seated, set narratives that we turn to as defaults. They are our default programs. So it's the go-to of the brain because the brain wants to do more complicated things like make you exist. So the other things, it has put into habits. It has set as patterns. Because our brains now are pattern recognizers, there are these default patterns of thinking for things that we like and things that we don't like, what we are threatened with or what we consider as rewards. Now, with the example that I gave earlier about people we like and we don't like, we can see how our biases can be detrimental to our judgments. We can probably make a wrong call just because you like somebody. And you can definitely make a wrong call just because you don't like somebody. Now, just because information is juicy, it doesn't make it true. It doesn't make it true. Oh, there's this juicy piece of information that you've just received and because everyone else is talking about it again it doesn't make it true just because the information is there I don't have to devour it immediately and let it affect me now these stories these things that I receive the narratives that I receive they affect how I feel, so I should be mindful of how I utilize these stories if it's not going to be helpful for me. I need to know that I could look at any story and know that it has another side. And as one story could stress me, it could also stretch me and teach me. 
there is such a thing called labeling. And when we label, it's when we are able to put experiences and emotions into words. When we're able to label an experience, we're able to regulate our emotions too. And in the study of neuroscience and emotion regulation, they see that if you're able to say, I'm anxious, I'm sad, or I'm unhappy, I'm angry, I'm afraid, it is able to give that person some sort of control over that emotion because they're able to identify what it is. So if you know that you're angry, you know what you can do about it. Or if you're afraid, you know what you can do about it. When we're also experiencing emotions, the emotional part of the brain or the limbic brain starts to get aroused. The amygdala, the panic button of our brain starts to react and sends a signal to our entire neurology affecting our heart rate, our temperature, our skin conductance, how uh, we sweat. All of these things are affected. But when we label, when we start to label information, another part of our brain gets aroused. And this is the logical part of the brain. The temporal lobes, which are located at the side of the brain, puts things into words. And when this happens, you literally move the activity of the brain from the emotional brain to the prefrontal cortex, to the forehead, or to the side of the brain that starts to make logical decisions. So just by doing that, just by labeling, putting things into words, it can affect how we feel greatly. It can lower our stress. It can make us process the feelings better. It can make us go into an objective point of view to be able to manage our emotions and how we feel. In a neuroscience experiment on labeling, they were showing participants pictures of people who are sick or in a hospital bed. When they tell people that these people are sick and dying, you could see that their brain activity, their cortisol gets released, their stress levels get raised because of the label that they have of this picture that they're seeing. But when they are told that the people in those pictures are just resting or having a quick nap or you know just sleeping, then their stress areas of the brain do not get aroused. The cortisol does not get released. The amygdala does not get elevated in its activity. So we see that when we label something as positive or something better, then it definitely affects how we feel. Now, there is a process or a framework that I've come up with to help people when it comes to biases because these biases affect the stories in our heads it affects our stress levels whether we like it or not it's because of these biases so i have a very simple framework to give people and that's sss the first s is for you to be able to step back whenever there is information that you hear the narrative that you receive you have to be able to step back and have all the information first before you react. Instead of getting upset about this information, instead of getting upset about this post that you've read, just step back. Just say, wait, chill. 
Do I have all the information? Do I know everything about this situation? Next is see it from a different perspective. Hmm, what would Jesus do? What would Buddha do? What would Elmo do if they were in this situation? If someone else received this information, how would they feel? If I received a story about somebody, I wonder how their mother would take it how their mother would receive that kind of information. I try to imagine what it would be like to hear that information if I liked or loved that person, if that person were my friend, or if that person were my co-worker that I really, really admired or respected. I try to see it from different points of view. I'm not saying that I should do this to totally eradicate and change the way I see this person or to sway myself into liking someone, but I consider other points of view. Will it hurt if I do that? Will it hurt me, the situation, or that other person if I just took a step back and tried to see that situation from a different perspective? The next is I second guess myself. I ask, what if I'm wrong? I receive an information about someone and I hated that person immediately. I could go, wait, what if I'm wrong? If I saw a post on Facebook and I'm irritated or angered immediately, then I could ask myself, hey, what if I'm wrong? Can I take a step back? Could I see this from a different perspective? Do I know if I have all the information for me to be able to say that I'm absolutely right? Now, I've encountered so many people whose narratives are quite strict. It's already been set. So they would say stuff like, you know what, based on my experience, I've always been proven right. Uh, I've had so many decisions that are based on my gut and my gut usually tells me that I'm right. And I always tell these people, sure, you could trust that gut. And after you've taken a step back and seen the information from a different perspective and have second-guessed yourself, then if you've done all that and still see and think that you're right, then proceed. Go ahead. And it's just a matter of a very quick process. It wouldn't take you 10 minutes. It wouldn't take you 10 days or 10 years. It just takes that step, that pause for you to think, do I have all the information? Maybe that will take more time. Could I see it from a different perspective? Now, that could take you a few seconds. What if I'm wrong? That could take you a nanosecond to ask yourself. What is the benefit of doing this? It removes that unnecessary stress for you to be overwhelmed with something that you're receiving right now based on the narrative or the story that you're hearing. It relieves you of the burden of making that judgment that might be wrong just because you're biased. It can save you relationships. It can save you arguments with people who have differing points of view. So in doing this, it's just preserving your sanity. It's preserving your health and the health of your relationships, especially with the people around you. 
if we take this narrative to a deeper level and understand how our biases, our deep-seated set narratives stop us from doing something that could give us better results because we are biased towards comfort and biased against getting out of our comfort zones, we could also take a step back, see if we have all the information. We could also see it from a different perspective and second-guess ourselves what if we're wrong? What if we're wrong about being comfortable here? What if being in our comfort zone is a huge mistake? What if there is greater reward and a greater benefit to move and be uncomfortable? So what is your narrative? I basically talked about so many things about the things we hear, the stories we hear, and the stories we tell ourselves. Now, to give you a boost, a motivating, inspiring message, please tune in to the next few seconds of this podcast so that you could be rejuvenated and energized knowing that the stories that you have in your head could actually motivate you or demotivate you. It's your choice and how you can utilize these stories to empower you and propel you for the rest of the day. It's not just about the stories we hear that bring us down. It's the stories that we have in our heads. So I would want you to take these few minutes after this talk to just listen and be more empowered. Thank you for listening today. We hope to see you again or hear from you again in our next podcast. What is your narrative? How do you label things? We've often heard that our words become our reality. Now, if our words, the words in our heads, our labels of things, move us towards or away from certain scenarios, if the narrative in our head is motivating, it moves us forward. If the narrative in our head is demotivating, it moves us away. It makes us feel demotivated. It makes us feel down. It sometimes makes us feel immobile. Now, how do we label things? There is a therapeutic effect when we are able to label emotions. We are able to somehow have control over these emotions because you know what it is. Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Is it sadness? Is it something that weighs you down? Now, when you're able to identify what it is, from the emotional part of the brain, it moves towards the logical part of the brain. The brain activity moves its location, making us able to process how we are feeling. How we label something, whether it is positive or negative, affects the neural hormones we release. So are you a pessimist? Do you see things? and see how wrong they are? Do you see and label things as bad, as nothing seems to be going right, everything seems to be going wrong? Or are you an optimist? Do you have a story in your head that sees the brighter side of things, the good things? The story you have affects how you feel, how you move, how you react. And if you're a pessimist, and you can't help but see what's wrong, how does it make you feel? If you're an optimist, do you see situations as lessons? Is this challenge teaching you something? 
is this difficulty going to teach you something? What are the thoughts that you have? These thoughts that have become words in your head. How does that make you feel? What are you saying to yourself right now? I love this challenge. This difficulty is teaching me something. If what doesn't kill you make you stronger, whatever this is, when I overcome it, I would be so strong. I am amazing. I am capable of amazing things. Notice how that makes you feel. Although I know it is easier said than done, right? Why is it that even if my narrative is, I can do it, my body says, I can't. Why is it that even if my mind wants to get motivated, sometimes I just can't get out of bed. I can't do what I'm supposed to do. Now I challenge you to let your body take the lead. Even if you don't feel like it, get up. Just get up and shake your body. Put your fists up, raise your arms and say, I can do it. Put your body in the narrative and that can empower you more today. Neuro-linguistic programming talks about the language that we have that affects the way we think, that affects our neuro, our brains, and it affects our programming and how we respond to things. But we could also reprogram how we move and how we act to affect the language that we have, to affect the way we think, to affect the way we respond to things. And if we get to take charge of the story, the narrative, we can affect our state, how we feel, how we move, and how we respond. Imagine training ourselves to fix the narrative so that we can rewrite a better story for us to be brain strong.